I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Awkward Sex and City is going to go weekly in November. If it's already November, whoops. But here we are. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be great. You're going to have a blast. I've been told a million times that people are like, I want to hear this every week. I get so sad when it's not the Wednesday with an episode. And you know what? I can fill that void for you by recording more episodes. So here we go. More awkward, more sex, more me, more vocal fry. Ella, the studio dog, is truly farting right now as I'm talking. More studio farts that you don't hear but we smell that being said this you know it's another great episode uh we have kyra sims she plays french horn she was just in global citizen with fucking carol king if you're in new york city she performs weekly at the crane theater with uh her company neo futurist she's a really cool person and you'll see why in a couple seconds <laughs> fucking l-i-r-r it was worth it though it was oh see it was good sex okay holy moly oh I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> so, uh, understanding about my limits, even though he was still a 35 year old trying to fuck he was a 16 year old. A predator with standards. I wanted to, t well, because I think I met you, internet met you through Dan, like a long time ago. Dan yeah. Posmanter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like a long, long time ago. 
and then kind of just like started like internet stalking you because <laughs> your Facebook is amazing. And oh, then yeah, thank you. Like I think he mentioned you were a musician, but he never like went into like how good and like how like like you're like like say who you like performed with like last week. <laughs> yeah. Um if you I, don't mind, I don't no, want to put you on mind. spot. <laughs> yeah, I performed at the Global Citizen Festival with John Batiste and Carol King and Ben Platt and french montana like that's fucking amazing so fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) it was so so fun oh my god and so i i want to hear all of that but i also want to know uh is it true that the band geeks in high school were the horniest i i'd have to say yes (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) but you know i didn't really um get into full horn dog mode until i started doing drum core which do you you know what drum core is yes oh solid movie it's one of my favorite oh no no that's drum that's drum line oh oh i'm so naive that's that's all right that's why i'm here okay so what is drum core so drum core uh drum and bugle core is um um a group of very competitive marching bands so it's a little bit different than like a high school marching band um a drum corps is predominantly brass, percussion, and color guard. Okay, okay. Yeah, so there aren't really woodwinds. Sometimes they'll have woodwind soloists, but is it's predominantly brass, percussion, color guard, and it's uh, very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. The drill, um, like the positioning on the field, is um, very advanced. Oh damn! And the music is at a higher level than you, maybe you would hear in a, a just a regular high school marching band. And you travel around the country during the summer, and you do all these competitions, and it culminates in the drum corps international finals which are in a different city every year so i did it for two summers in 2003 and 2004 and was that high school or was that college for you it was the summer before my senior year and then the summer after my senior year okay okay mm-hmm. and you said that was the horniest because oh you also play you play the french horn so it's yes. like a double entendre like <laughs> you know you get a lot of horny jokes as a french horn player oh my god i bet you're yeah. probably just like great heard them all yeah french horny or, or french whore you know, lots, you know, just lots of anything you think like an eighth grader would be able to think of as like a clever <laughs> uh, play on words. And it just kind of sticks. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's fine. But yeah, and then in, in drum corps, you, um, you play like a marching version of a French horn called a mellophone, which is just like you take a trumpet and you make it suck. Bad. <laughs> it's like a terrible instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and did you do, uh, did you do band also in college or did you like study? No, um, no. Uh, after high school, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any instruments. I did have friends that were on on my college like teams band, and the stories I hear would hear were like crazy, like the amount of hazing involved, like oh, yeah. alcohol hazing, and then like I think I don't know. I might be talking about Alice. I think like they got suspended for a second because it got so bad, and then it was just a lot of sex. And so I remember just being like, oh, so American Pie was right. Like, <laughs> Once like that, yeah, like that actually happened. Um, well, if you think about it, you know, it's young people out in the heat, just, you know, sweating, glistening. And especially in drum corps, we were all in really good shape. Right, because so you have to carry your instruments. We and- were, you know, looking good and young. And we would travel by bus at night uh-huh. to get from town to town. So it was lots of, you didn't, they, you could sit wherever you wanted. And was there a lot of like shit that happened on the bus? Oh, that's where most of it happened. Oh my God. Oh, that's this is like my dream. Lot, you know, it was dark bus. You could sit wherever you wanted. There were blankets. 
Is there anything that you remember that you were just like, mm-hmm, this is great, that you'd want to talk about, obviously? No pressure ever. Oh, I mean, like, oh, a specific um, uh, dalliance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember, um, I think it was my first summer. It was my first summer um, where I hadn't hooked up with anyone yet, but I had started sitting with one of the drummers. And uh, we finally started hooking up on my birthday. Oh <laughs> I remember, like, as he kissed me, just being like, happy birthday to me. <laughs> like, in my head. <laughs> oh, I thought he was singing to you. And I was no, like, no, that's no. the smoothest thing in the world. Oh, oh damn. You're right. That would have been better. Like, everything but- would have just been off, like, on that bus. I'd be like, and we're fucking. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. No, just in my head being like, oh, this is a great birthday for us. Finally. Oh. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> my first hookup <laughs> of the summer. And then it kind of, after that, it sort of, like, broke the seal. And I was just all over that bus yeah once like the gates are open like or the floodgates are open that's just kind of it like that's Mm -hmm. how i was too (laughs) i actually waited because i was like i know once it happens it's gonna be a lot and i just want to like graduate you know without a baby Um, fair fair right was your first like sexual experience in band or was it like before or like after you know it's funny um you know how sometimes when you think back on your adolescence you realize you kind of put like a grown-up context on things I actually don't know if I've ever thought about that, but you're right. Uh, well, for example, um, I realized I didn't realize until I was like in my twenties that Model UN is a LARP. Like, for example, like I thought, oh, I've never LARPed, you know, before I started LARPing, and my friend was like, oh, I didn't LARP in high school either. Oh, you know, except for Model UN, and I was like, oh, like, oh my god, I was LARPing. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I had this friend in when I was in ninth grade who was I think he was a junior or senior and we were both in theater mm-hmm. and um we started you know like play play around and like I think I knew it was you know like technically a sexual thing but you know he would sometimes just spank me for fun and I remember like like playing up that I liked it but then I secretly really liked it oh okay <laughs> and I never really thought about it as like kind of like a sexual thing and so honestly until just right now <laughs> yeah that, that is very sexual it was very sexual it was very fun um first like i guess what, what i consider a sexual experience was so i had sort of a night um one of those nights where a lot of first things happen oh okay um my friend a friend of mine um was in the chorus for the opera company in town and she brought me on to be like a volunteer dresser for the for the singers. Mm-hmm. And she had a crush on the lead tenor. And uh, like I was 16 and my friend was 17. Um, but they didn't card us. So and that, nice. was, that was my first time ever going to a club of any kind. <laughs> so we're dancing. And then the other opera singer is like started drinking. He's like, you two should make out to me and my friend. And I look at her and I'm like, I've never kissed anyone before because <laughs> I just, I really was, I was a late bloomer and, and she's like, oh, sweetie, come here. And like, we kissed on the dance floor <laughs> of Aww. this uh, gay club. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, that was, so that was my first kiss. My first like real kiss Aww. was there. And then I actually, she had to go home. I actually, I ended up hooking up with the Mexican opera singer. <laughs> um, because he, because uh, I know the back of his condo with the, like a few other people, and they brought out pot, which I, I also had never smoked weed before. Oh fuck! You were like just it checking a, off all right. the boxes. Opera will take you places that you oh, know. No, <laughs> yeah. I've always felt too dumb to like watch opera, so I've just kind of like stayed away. Mm, it's uh, you know, it's it's just sort of another 
you know, a vehicle of, you know, telling stories. Even that was just so beautifully explained. Like, I'd be like, they sing a lot. (laughs) Sometimes they break glasses with their voices. Like, you know, like, (laughs) like that was beautiful. And so you, so you were 16 or 17, right? Yeah, 16. This, yeah, this, like, the older I get, the more horrified I am by the story, honestly, because he was like in his 30s. Damn. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, uh, oh, I should also note, um, all the, when I talk about any hookup before I was 23, it, none of it includes uh, penetrative sex, because it, well, that's also my favorite thing yeah. about being young and like putting an adult like w- view on things. There is a year where hooking up goes from when you're like, oh, my God, I hooked up goes from like making out and maybe like a boob in a hand to mm-hmm. like, oh, full on penetration of like any orifice. Like it just changes and no one talks about it. Everyone yeah. is just like a very silent like we all are on the same board. Of, like, we all know what, what hooking up means. What now. it means now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask, though, because I assumed he was older. And I think that honestly, I just think it happens a lot. And it's it is a little it it is kind of gross by the person, the older person. But in the moment where you ever like thinking about it, were you ever just like, oh, this is this guy is older. Like or you're just like, I'm having fun. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never felt unsafe. So, I, yeah, I was also stoned and very relaxed. That might have been <laughs> why. So he starts making moves on me. And yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, he's OK. Oh, okay, uh, sure. Um, and so I started kissing him and he takes me into the bedroom and we're kissing and he goes do you want to fuck any too and i said no <laughs> and he said oh why not and i said because i'm a virgin he goes do you want to stay a virgin i'm like yeah like, yeah kind of he goes okay do you want to just miss a run till then i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just stoned on this bed and he's like doing stuff and i wouldn't let him take off my bra and i wouldn't touch his penis ah oh my god (laughs) so that's my really that was i think my first technically my first like sort of sexual experience oh my god i have a very similar uh story it was like my first month in college and uh long story short this very very awkward looking redheaded guy won my college ginger and in the nicest way possible (laughs) because i also have red hair but we got drunk like at a frat party we end up together because we're in the same dorm and he's in my bed and, you know, I haven't like, I haven't touched a dick. I haven't STD. Um, no one's like gone on my boobs or anything. And so he's trying to take my bra off and I'm just like, you know what? No, like I'm good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, like I'm good. Like we can make out. But he, like he just kind of like got up and left and I oh didn't realize he was like mad. So I got up and was like, okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> And then the next day, it was like our first like high school or college um like football game, and I see him and I'm like, hey! And he like completely just like, what the hell? And then the next four years, every semester we'd have like a class together or we'd be living near each other, and he would just stare and glare at me. And then I re- finally realized, like at first I was like, oh my god, like I'm so embarrassed, like what I do wrong? And then I was like, no, this guy's being a little bitch. Like I blue balled him uh-huh. and get used to it because you suck. But he now. Oh, but women are the emotional ones, right? <laughs> like how that takes so much effort to like hold, like hold such an unwarranted grudge for so long. It was the worst. We'd pass each other freshman year, to our dorm, 
it was it was called Weaver. I went to JMU, Weaver dorm, like up and down a hill. I'd be like he like just like I couldn't breathe because I was so out of shape getting up this hill, and I'd see him and be like, mm. and like he'd see me too. <laughs> but my favorite part was I was like, oh, this kid like went right after like he left, and I was like, bye. Um, I was like, oh, like maybe like we can like start dating. Like I'm not into it right now, oh. but like let's go on further. And then I was like, wow, like I was so fucking naive to like wow. what like men truly were like because I was such a late bloomer and stayed away for so long. Um. And the only reason that's similar was the bra thing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no. Yeah, that makes me feel really lucky that this honestly predator was <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, understanding about my limits. Even though he was still a 35-year-old trying to he fuck a 16-year-old. He was a, a predator, but with class. A predator with standards. <laughs> yeah, thank God he didn't like like force anything. Yeah. He really was in a position where he could have been like, no, like mm-hmm. I'm in charge here. So it, as much as he was, again, like you said, a predator, that was cool of him to be like, got mm-hmm. you. I'm listening to you. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I do I <laughs> appreciate in a strange way. <laughs> Although apparently the other opera singer told me the next day that um, he was ready to like burst in there if he if he heard like anything going wrong. Apparently. Oh, shit. So I, I would have been maybe OK if you if but I had if, like yelled. Wouldn't the thing go- been going wrong was the fact that he was taking you in the you room think, alone? You would think you would think, honestly. <laughs> Dude, early aughts were complicated times. Dude. And they were like not, I've talked about this before in the podcast, they were not nice to women. Really not. And I was also just thinking about, I'm like working on a new ox sex story. And it also like the early aughts weren't good to, I feel like gay men by white women that we were like, oh yeah, mm, fix us, we're messes. How do you think of us like in white jeans? Nah. Like that's <laughs> like how we treated like our gay best friends. They were like, you're a little prop, you're a little, you're a little, a little like, you know, our little queen that's going to fix us. And it was just like, oh, oh my boy. God, that's horrifying. And I, I totally did that to like so many of my gay friends. Like, Aww. and you thought you're being like supportive. Like, mm, you love having like sex with someone else that's the same gender. That's great. Now, like, <laughs> let's go shopping. Like, it was just like, who? It's, I don't look back at the early aughts of, of, at myself and think that I was like um, smart. <laughs> <laughs> my my best friend. um in high school like late middle school early high school was gay but um he yeah he definitely wouldn't know how to dress me <laughs> <which> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> because it's a stereotype yeah. we should not do that to people we would just play video games <laughs> every he was really every he was really into tomb raider we and like because he, he was a guy i was a girl like we couldn't really like spend a lot of time like at each other's houses because mm-hmm. it was it was the south we grew up in the south um where are you from tennessee Oh, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah so, so you right. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we talked on the phone a lot, like hours and hours and hours. And he, we would just play video games like, while talking on the phone. And I remember he would play Tomb Raider. And he would be so scared. <laughs> of the game? Of <laughs> <laughs> the game. <laughs> like, um, there would be like, I don't ever, I never played Tomb Raider, but apparently there was like levels where like you'd be going through like, I guess, a tomb and things would leap out at you and he would be so scared. He's like, Kyra. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sweet. <laughs> like something would jump out and he would scream. He's like, <laughs> and I would just be laughing. I mean, Have I, you like playing Spyro the Dragon, like having a great time? I was like, going to oh. say, like I only played like Spyro or like SSX Tricky. Like nothing where like shit was like coming at me. Mm-hmm. Like I watched, um, my boyfriend plays like, uh, what is it? Final Fantasy? Or he did. Uh-huh. And that one was, I was like, oh shit, this is like kind of intense. Like the storyline and like the monsters. Mm-hmm. Like I was like. They're all really hard to beat. Too. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever won a Final Fantasy game. Oh yeah. It's real fun when Aaron gets a new video game. He has to beat it. I'm just like, great. Can't wait to talk to you in like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, it takes forever. And that's that's forever. my problem is that I don't 
have the patience to go and like grind the characters mm-hmm. enough or that they can actually win. Mm-hmm. I just get tired and stop. Right. Yeah. Which like Spyro is a great one, which I heard Spyro might be coming back actually. Ooh, yeah. Spyro's dope. Back to your first kiss. Did that ever, were you ever like, oh, you know, when you're 16, you're like, oh, this doesn't count because it was like a girl, you know, <laughs> or, or but then like later on, you'd be like, oh, of course that counted. Like, why would that? Oh, that's of- a good question. But I'm trying to remember how, what I thought. I think I counted it because mm-hmm. um, I had been friends with her for a couple of years and you know she um, would date girls and guys. Mm-hmm. So I knew, you know, I was familiar with like the possibility and um, I hadn't um, done it myself, mm-hmm. but knew that that was an option for me. <laughs> <laughs> actually, then a few months later, I actually did end up dating a girl for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah, and it was great. And I was like, oh, you know, and it, but I, I still... You know, wasn't sure if it was like, oh, is this is this me? Is this like part of my sexuality? And so, like, it ended up being after two weeks, like an old flame of uh-huh. the girls kind of came back into her life, and they were talking again. And like, and I wasn't, I don't think I was jealous, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be in the way of that if I, I don't even know what I want. Yeah. And so I, I broke it off, but then, um, <laughs> like the next day, immediately regretted it and tried to get her back, and she Aww. was like, oh, but no, you were right. <laughs> like, You're, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Aww. it's okay uh we're still friends oh okay <laughs> sending everything well with everyone i love it uh, i'm such yeah. like a like a spiteful bitch like <laughs> when you're out of my life you are out of my life there's uh, i have w- one or two exes that have cut me out of their really? life really kyra what did you do i'm apparently just terrible <laughs> according to those two people Oh my god! But I am I am still friends with a lot of my exes. But you know, to you to a point, you know, there's some. Of course, you know, everyone has their comfort level with like how close you want to be with someone that you were intimate with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to respect that. Like, in, yeah, with the people who want no contact, I I, I respect that. Like, it definitely you know, it hurt at first, but yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, obviously there's something about our dynamic is very hurtful for them. So I, yeah, I got you have to respect that, right? Well, that's like such the most like a mature answer like when i anyone that i've like blocked out of my life they like lost their shit like they're just like no like i get to be able to contact you whenever whenever i want i was like cool you've cheated on me multiple times like i'm done with this you're blocked on facebook phone instagram everything still to this day like uh multiple people but um i'm actually gonna pivot because it kind of popped in my head while we were talking you are currently dating someone right now you were saying Oh uh, yeah, there's. I'm in a um kind of a loosey goosey kind of period. Okay, I like yeah. that. I mm-hmm. like the description. But you live. This is such a New York City question. <laughs> you live in Washington Heights, and he's kind of more. We'll say like Prospect Park area. Sure. Okay. So my boyfriend, when we started dating, um, I was in East Harlem, and he was in. He calls it South Slope. I don't think that's a real place. I think it was um. Sunset Park, mm. but it's like between Sunset Park and Prospect, uh, Prospect Heights. No, Park Slope. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But really fucking far from East Harlem. Really far. It's literally like a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. It, on the weekends, it was two hours, two plus hours to get to him. So what would happen is I would actually just stay at his place, and he had a roommate, um, for like the weekend. Like I'd be there the whole weekend. I'd be there like probably five days out of the seven in a week. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna ask you. Do you feel like the distance between you two in this like loosey goosey, like having a good time, do you think that affects the situation or like almost like propels it to become a little bit more 
Um, that's definitely been the case um, in past relationships. Um, my last serious relationship, uh, I was in, yeah, I was in Washington Heights and he was in Crown Heights. Okay, and also a very long yeah, distance. it was like an hour door to door. So it was the same thing. I would just go and stay for the weekend. Um, and I think what I've now realized, because I then like subsequently moved in with that guy, I've now realized that that's honestly kind of the perfect situation for me that I have that distance because I need ah. a lot of space, which I didn't know, honestly, until I, we moved in together. I just, I didn't, I never lived with a partner before. Yeah. I need a lot of space. I am the same way. And I finally realized that while we were still doing like living we would move in together a, like a year and a half after dating, but I would figure it out while we were still doing that transit thing. And I was like, oh, I have to put boundaries on how many days I'm here with you. I need to know that I have my own time, my mm -hmm. own space. And I think because I learned it before we moved in together. And I don't know about you, but I am the type of person that like when I have a, I'm very laid back, but when I have a, a need, I'm very like, um, get drunk and remind the person every time I get drunk. Like, so I'll be like, I need my space. I need my space. Right. I need my career. If we have kids, I'm never like losing my career. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, cool. Got it. Like I'm listening, but it's almost because like you like just punch it into someone enough. Right. They're like, okay, got it. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if we would have the same situation now if I had not figured that out. Like I think it would have been way more um, tense and a lot more fighting. Yeah. Cause it, cause once you're in that situation and you kind of feel trapped, if you don't, if you don't go in with those standards. Totally. You know? And I think we always say, like, kids don't know how to communicate when they're young. So, like, it just comes out as anger. Adults don't know how to communicate. Oh. So, it just comes out as anger. Adults like, are shit at communicating. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the, the things that I see just every day. How did, how are we all alive? Oh, my God. <laughs> what have you seen? Oh, just, <laughs> just, like, just conversations where, like, I'll see, you know, two people talking to each other. And there's definitely, like, a solution. But the two people are just kind of dancing around it. Mm. it I mean, and I've just seen it multiple times. I can't think of a specific situation right now, but no, but you're so right though. Like you'll be on the subway and like, you know, a couple will be arguing or about something or talking about something. And you're just like, wow, like either one, you two need to break up right away or two, just like say like, you both clearly are like almost saying the same thing, but don't want to say it. Like, mm -hmm. Just say it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're, yeah, we're socialized, you know, just to be so polite and mm. not i mean i mean it's, i think it's better here in new york i love new york by the way mm -hmm. i love not being in the south i love knowing how people feel about me mm -hmm. <laughs> i fight about this with my mom all the time because she gets so mad that like uh as she says like new yorkers like won't say hi to strangers and i'm like it's not that we won't say hi to strangers it's just like we're living our life and we, we respect other people's boundaries like uh my boyfriend's parents live in maryland and anytime i go running i have to like say hi to every person that's like there oh, and like i'm like this is like a drain on me like i don't care about you i'm just running like why do i have to be polite to you why does it matter and i think a lot of times i at least for me personally a lot of it i feel like women in the south are taught to be quieter and more polite and more like demure and just like go with the flow mm -hmm. and moving to new york at a young age like in my 20s like that was a total culture shock of just like how do i do this and i've actually just realized like this weekend how I lost myself a little bit in like in something that's been going on for years because I thought it was the right thing to do to be so flexible for this person to oh. be quiet for my needs. And it was like a huge like, I don't even know how to explain it. There was a lot of tears because I was just like, what have I done? Like, this isn't who I am. This isn't who New York made me to be. And but if it, if I was in Virginia, I don't think that would have ever happened. Like I would have totally just been like, no, this is what you do. This is why you're polite. Right. You don't want someone to feel uncomfortable. They need you. This is what you have to do. 
and I don't know if you feel the same way and I don't know if I'm just putting like the whole woman part like edit to it because I am no I definitely still kind of have that struggle with myself sometimes where I you know something is bothering me and I have to like purposefully do like kind of the mental gymnastics be like no, you can just say that you don't like this. <laughs> like, I just yeah. Like, like with a roommate where uh, he was keeping the pot holder like on on our kettle, like after he used it to pick it up when it was hot and he would just leave it there. And I really didn't, I, I mean, it's just, I don't like having fabric near the stove. No, it's that's a total plain. safety hazard. And, and <laughs> so I would always put it back. And then the next day he would just do it again. And this happened for like three weeks before he said something. <laughs> And as soon as I said, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll stop. And I was like, yeah, you didn't know because I didn't say anything. Yeah. And that's such an episode of The Office. It's just like we're all taught to just be like aware of the people around us. And like, oh, they'll totally get our passive aggressive of like mm, I'm moving the pot holder. Exactly. Of course, they're not going to notice. Like, why would they notice? This is like not in their like like in their subliminal. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the way to put it. Yeah. He probably thought I was just using it for something else and putting it and back. And then putting it back. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I know. It was so silly. No, we're just like humans are so dumb. <laughs> Adults are so dumb. Mm-hmm. We like to just like look like we have it all together. And now this is like a stupid social media rant. But like now that social media is here and we're only seeing people's like best moments and not their failures. Then we go in these like weird spirals and we're just like, we're, we're the worst. And it's like, <laughs> no, just stop. Just stop. Yeah, I really stop. I really try to. I, you know, of course, you know, I always, you know, post about good things, but I also in the recent years have really tried to be open about when I'm having a bad time too. And you have, and that's part of the reason why I like your Facebook because it also comes off very genuine. Like I think I see people that are just like, mm, today's like really bad. And I'm like, that doesn't feel genuine. Like, I don't know. And maybe it is. And I'm just like the worst person in the world. And they're actually like crying for help. Like, who knows? But that's like how jaded I am now when it comes to like social media and the wording of shit that I'm just like, this feels real. This doesn't. Like, I just fell in love with um, Jen Gotch. Um, mm. She is the owner of, I think it's called, like, Badu. It's, like, an online shop. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of that. She has, um, I think she has a bipolar, and she has a podcast that's, like, Jen Gotch is okay sometimes. But I guess she had, like, a really bad, like, mental break, and then she finally, like, learned how to deal with it. Wow. And so her Instagram is very real. She's like, this is where I'm at right now. Like, this is this. And I'm just, like, a lot of, like, you know, videos of her crying, a lot of, like, um, past videos of her crying, being like, I don't even know who this person is anymore. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, this is, you are doing something really cool here to talk about, like, your mental health and how you are dealing with it and how you ignored it for a long time and, and like, just making it a way safer space to talk about. Oh, that's wonderful. I think it can be really hard to, yeah, be that vulnerable on social media, especially if, you know, maybe you aren't, like, a writer um, and can don't really know how to convey uh, how you're feeling with with words in that way can, mm-hmm. maybe yeah maybe just saying oh you know i'm having a bad day it could be that could, yeah that can mean so many things whereas like i i you know i'm a, i'm in the the neo-futurists where, mm-hmm. and that we we that's like what we do is we write about ourselves <laughs> like <laughs> so i feel like you know, i have more practice of just like talking about myself on stage that's a good point and it's very unfair to me to be like i didn't like how you wrote it like <laughs> like that is such a bullshit move on my part and i apologize to whoever i've ever thought that no, to i mean i i definitely get it because um it, it when it's just you know, on a feed you know you don't in the context of like all the colors and like the ads and everything like something that's just 
it seems innocuous can it could easily get lost in mm-hmm. that way. So I definitely get why that's your reaction. Well, because that's yeah, I mean that's how it's it's set up. You know, like a, it's not the shiny thing that our brain wants to scroll to. Mm-hmm. It's just which is sad. Yeah. When did you move up to New York? Ten oh. years ago in August. Oh my god, I moved up in August too. Really? I'm yeah. Go August twentieth on my birthday. Oh wow. Um, but I, eight years. When? It, what? Do you remember like the exact day? I think it was uh, it was like the third or fourth. Okay. Of August. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was it for college? Was it for? Yeah, I started my master's degree uh, out in Montclair, but I moved to New York because I was interning at Jazz at Lincoln Center. Oh, nice. So I was also doing arts administration along with music. Okay. Yeah, it was Damn. cool. It was fun. And I think you were saying you had like a huge culture shock when you, or was that me? I can't remember when you moved up. Oh, I definitely did. I was exhausted every day. Yeah. <laughs> for like the first week just existing. <laughs> I remember coming back to my apartment just like, <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> it's, it's so much. It's so much. It's so hard. Um, but all, oh, I was also going to say my, uh, my first re- kind of real culture shock <laughs> was about a month after I moved here, there was an armed robbery like a, a block away from where I live. Oh, wow. And um, it was actually, actually, I think, in the front page of the Times the next day. So this was my perspective of what happened. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it was like maybe like four or six weeks uh, since I moved so because I finally had some proof of address mm-hmm. uh, and so I went to the library <laughs> to get your card to get my library oh. card and so I was living on LaSalle and so I was just south of um, 125th street and there's a uh, really cute little library I wish I could remember what it's called there's a great library on 125th in like Amsterdam that area and so I went I went into the library and I got my card and I'm uh, like decided to like spend a few more minutes like browsing like blah 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 and I go back outside the library and I'm in a crime scene oh my god yeah. so across the street from this library was a I don't know if it's still there but there was a uh, restaurant supply store and I think three armed robbers went in and they were tying up the employees Oh my god! And the owner was behind the counter and he pulled out a pumping rifle and shot them and I think one of them definitely died, like on the street. And I think maybe, maybe I think maybe two of them died. I can't remember. One de- definitely died, and then the other one ran away, and ended oh up going God. to the hospital later. Yeah, yeah. It was. And you just walked into <laughs> I just, it. Like, well, I was like, yeah. I think the body was already under a sheet. I think it was just. It must have started like as I was in the library, <laughs> like oh as I like went into God. the library. What like what were you when you were like in it? Were, were you just like? I'm definitely one of those people where when something's happening, I definitely, like, get very still and I, like, just absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Analyzing it, trying to figure out the best yeah. move. So I went out and I'm looking around and my first thought was, like, should I be scared? But then I looked and I looked at the, like, the, there was lots of onlookers around and they were all freaking out. Which actually made me feel better because, you know, I just moved there. I was like, so I, one of my first thoughts was like, is this like just a normal thing? Oh, right. Because if it was a normal thing, everyone would be ignoring it like we always do. Mm-hmm. But they were freaking out. Yeah, people were okay. freaking out. So I'm like, okay, so this isn't normal. <laughs> and there, yeah, and there were like helicopters like all night, you know, like reporting. That's and- how you always know it's bad in New York. If there's a helicopter hovering, mm-hmm. something happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because I, yeah, I just, I, I just went like around the corner, like, a block down to my apartment so I could hear the helicopters like all night and uh yeah that was like on the front page the next day damn 
Yeah. Yeah. And the, I think the, yeah, the shop owner like didn't get charged with anything because he was, you know, protecting his employees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I never told my parents about it. Oh my god, they would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the shit I haven't told my parents. Oh my god. Oh yeah, there's been so much. Ugh. Um, let's get back to sex. Let's get back to awkward. <laughs> I my favorite thing to ask, especially people that like are from the south that moved up. Do you remember your first like weird sexual experience in New York? Oh wow. Okay. Cause it's different. Like I feel like sex, like when like cars are involved and like uh-huh. commutes. Wow. Yeah. My first my first couple of years here were weird. I think like I think about to myself as a yeah, twenty three year old. I'm like, man, I just I was just so awkward. I was very awkward. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I um my earliest memory of sex here, I I think it was actually it was a guy I had dated in Kansas, uh, which is where I did my undergrad. Okay. Yeah. Um. He was has since like moved somewhere else on the East Coast and like came up to visit. And like and I wasn't having like penetrative sex yet like, mm-hmm. when we dated. And so actually then I was, I was like, hey, you know, like I, I actually ended up um, just fucking a friend before I graduated undergrad. I was yes. like, I don't, I was like, I don't want to be a twenty-three-year-old virgin, and so my friend did me a favor. We have a very similar like lifeline like, when it comes to like our sexuality. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, I just don't want to graduate a virgin. Yeah, and, yeah. He, he did me a solid. Uh, <laughs> or did you do him a solid? Uh, maybe we did each other a solid. There you go. It was like kind of a extended high five. <laughs> <laughs> It was yeah, and so this guy came visit. I'm like, oh, I'm having sex now. I'll have sex with him now, and um, <laughs> and yeah, like it, it wasn't that great. And then like we spent the like whole next day together, and it was just very awkward. Stop me! I just remember just being like, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I don't. I think he has like a kid now. I actually like, looked him up the other day to I see know, how he was. Isn't it weird when they like yeah they like procreated, and you're just like yeah no. Your device was in me. <laughs> Did you go to KU? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So when <laughs> I have not talked about this ever, I think on the podcast or like on stage, but I because of social media, I like reconnected with a cr- uh, someone I had a crush on in high school, and he went to KU oh. when I was in New York City because he like I don't know what the fuck because we're the same age, but. We did this like weird, like textual sexual relationship that was not a relationship, but in my mind, I was like, I'm in love with this man. Oh, wow. Um, so he was in Kansas and you were here? Mm-hmm. And I actually flew out to fuck him. <laughs> wow. And be like, let's like do this. Like, let's do long distance. At- <laughs> it would be like, it's not one of the worst decisions of my life, but it was just like, what was I thinking? My first year in New York City, I'm just like on my phone texting this man 24-7, not really experiencing anyone else, which isn't true. I definitely had sex with like three other people still, but I'd be like so <laughs> guilty and be like, oh, I cheated on him. And then my roommate Matt would be like, no, you're not. You're not, not together. together. Yeah. This is not a real thing. But I was like so in love with him because he was like the first guy I was like truly myself with. And he was like, I love it. This is great. And I was like, what? Was-? Well, yeah. he did not say any of those things. Like, I love it. This is great. But like, he was like, you're the funniest person I know. Like, I can't wait to be like famous in comedy. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Um, but we would like have not good sex. Uh, and be really awkward face to face because we'd only talked via text. Like, we right. never even talked like, yeah, on it's, the phone. It's such a different dynamic. Such a different di- dynamic. And then when I got back, I was like, let's like do this. And he was like, I could do like an open relationship with you. 
And I was like, I'm cool with that. Like, that makes sense. Like, I'm just going to move to Kansas anyway and like live my life of a comedian there to be with you. Like, that's what I was like saying to myself. And then I think I said something like, oh, that's so great because I really like want to be with you or like I only want to be with you. And like hours go by before he texts me back and he says, that's really off putting. And that was it. We just like, it just like ended there. Seriously, that was that the last text he sent you? It's not the last text he sent me because I would be uh, the 24 year old bimbo that that I was and be like, what what do you mean? What has this been? Blah, 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 blah. And I'd keep like going back, going back. And I remember being like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. And I would, it would take a full year to get over him actually. And it was horrible. But the last thing he said really was, I'll delete all your pictures. Jeez. What? I know. He sucks. He probably does suck. He would like, he's the type of guy, because it's the perfect description, he would just post pictures of like expensive cars on his Facebook. <laughs> I know. I know exactly the kind of guy you're talking about. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's like, yeah, it's this weird sort of like male Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just cool, expensive. great Maserati. Like, what? <laughs> so basically, we were just kind of going like, opposite like when he was flying to see you i was flying to see him and then both having like bad awkward sex and then having to be with this guy for the full weekend with nothing to really talk about Mm -hmm. oh boy and you're just like great and you're in kansas and you're like great hey well lawrence is pretty dope lawrence is cool i actually grew up in fort riley for a couple years my dad was in the military okay so i just always still kind of hated kansas because like tornadoes like i'm just like deathly afraid of them but lawrence was cool but i was also just like I remember being like, these are the sororities. Like, who's my competition? Like, who are you going to, like, date, like, if I'm not here? Like, I was just like, no, I wasn't psycho. I think it was very valid because we definitely had, like, a connection. (laughs) I sound crazy right now. But I don't want to, like, belittle, like, past me. Like, I think it was real and genuine. Yeah, you were were going for what you thought was the right thing. And I just, like, blew up in my face. It happens. But it happens. Happens to the best of us. Did you guys kind of talk after that? Like, oh, God, I don't remember. I think maybe a little bit, but it was definitely never like dating was never like on the table. Like (laughs) after he left, I was like, yeah, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Did he want it, though? Like, I don't think so. I don't think either of us wanted it. I think we both. You both knew. We're like, no. (laughs) I was just clinging. I was like, something will be there. Like, I think like in retrospect, I knew like there was nothing there. But I was like, no, this will be something. Yeah. Oh, no. And I definitely did that, too. I think I, I think I've blocked it all out at this point. Like, <laughs> there, there is definitely one like uh, like after my last uh, breakup with the, the guy I lived with, there was one uh, person that I kind of was doing that with kind of clinging, like hoping, even though like before we ever even hooked up, I was like, we shouldn't hook up because I'm going to get really emotionally invested. So you knew. <laughs> I knew going in. And then, in fact, when we first hooked up the first thing like the set before we had our first kiss was like oh shit oh. <laughs> you're like it's gonna happen and it's happening but, like i remember i remember like looking at him and just, like just knowing how bad it was gonna go oh no and it did it was awful and also took me like a year or so to get over right so it can still always... happen even in your 30s god damn i know there's always yeah. like one that takes like a really long time to get over and you're once you're over it though you're just like why why did yeah. why did that happen? Why did you do that? Correct. Yeah. I also blame um for me personally, I had never been on the pill and then got on the pill before seeing him. Uh, because I was like, Well, we're gonna be in a monogamous relationship and I'm gonna have sex with him. Um <laughs> and didn't realize that I was like fully depressed for like three oh, months, like the first three months. Really fucking oh up. yeah, the pill fucked me up and I didn't realize it. And I was and finally my mom was like, 
it, this is the pill talking. Like you're just you're sad because you're taking like a oral contraceptive. And I was like, Psh, oh my god, mm-hmm. I have no idea. That's so embarrassing. That's why I never <laughs> talk about it. Like it's like one of the one of the things that happened that I'm just like, this is like so embarrassing. Aww. Like I'm like awkwardly twirling my hair right now because I'm nervous. <laughs> but I'm I'm sad that you have such a uh, negative connotation with Lawrence, Kansas, because it's one still one of my favorite places in the world. Anytime they lose, I get so happy. <laughs> Because he was obsessed. He was obsessed with, like, the football team and the base, uh, the basketball team. And I like, didn't they just get shit for something for, like, cheating? Did they? Oh, I, I might have missed it. I think so. I think they got caught oh. cheating for something. And I literally just, like, laughed out loud <laughs> to no one. I was just like, <laughs> you're so sad right now. It's been years. It's been, like, a decade since this person's been in my life. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm so oh, glad you're sad right so now. Funny. There's a little bit of evidence of him on social media, but not much because, like, obviously, I defriended him, so I'm not friends with him anymore on Facebook. But there's no other evidence of him. And he's like married now. And I like tried to stalk his wife too at points, oh, but yeah. she's private. And I'm like, God damn it. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Once like 2015 hit, you're not allowed to be like completely anonymous online anymore. There has to be this some is, trail. Me, at least like one picture. Right. Just like, like something. Just a, a just maybe once a year. Just like update your profile picture once a year so that your exes can see how you're doing. Also, Aaron, now you know that like if we break up, like this is what I will do to you online. <laughs> I will just like try to find your now wife and your kids and be like, <laughs> or whatever team it is. Well, it'd be Maryland. And I'll be like, laugh when they lose. Because um, I am a spiteful bitch. Like I am spiteful when someone hurts me. I think some spite can be healthy if that's how you um deal with your grief <laughs> you're so calming you're like no this is okay you know i you know because you know unless you know if you're not like going to their house and like hurting their cat you know like don't like you know, just <laughs> enjoy the spite you know it's it's therapeutic the poor cat don't hurt their cat don't hurt their cat Did <laughs> take someone it from me your cat? no i don't okay have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was so specific i thought it was specific yeah i don't know i was just trying to think like what's a horrible thing someone could do I like yeah, cats. no, I definitely I like, like fucking with someone's pet. Is a yeah. I'm also thing. reading Murakami right now. I don't know that. He's a uh, Haruka Murakami. He's a, a Japanese writer. Some bad things happen to cats in his books. Oh God. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I would big content warning if you really like cats. If you read any Murakami, does he hate cats? No. Apparently, he really likes cats. Why is he <laughs> like? <laughs> I, I like looked at him because I'm like I read Kafka on the shore where like horrible things happen to cats and then um, I'm reading Wind Up Bro Chronicles Um, I'm only early in but like there's something with a cat and I I, like googled it I'm like does Murakami hate cats? (laughs) but apparently he likes cats so I guess he wants to include them in his stories but his stories tend to have these darker plots so so the cats must die (laughs) oh my god Um, before we stop, is there anything like you'd want to talk about or, or say? Oh, talk, just in general about like awkward sex in yeah. the city. I don't know if this would be like too much to talk about, but I'm kind of in my, my current state right now. I'm like in some, one of the best sort of like emotional places dating wise. Oh, that's where, awesome. Yeah. Like I've been like seeing this one guy for a little over a year, but kind of realized kind of early on that, um, he and I like, you know, we get really good along, but, um, not in a way that like we would want to like build a life together mm-hmm. and so we're sort of i guess i guess you would call it non-monogamous but it's even i, I feel like it's almost even somewhere in between because i'm not really like per, like purposely looking, like looking yeah looking but i do have this openness to um 
you know, if I have a connection with someone else, then it can, it can happen, which is, I feel like kind of like the healthiest I've been sort of like relationship dating wise since I've moved to New York. Because I think like it takes a lot of trust and I think it takes a lot of communication to want to uh, move forward in like a more non-monogamous way. And like, I don't think myself right now with like trust issues in the past, like past people in my life, like I could handle it. And it's almost kind of like the goal. It's just like to know that like you're very happy and content in this relationship with this person knowing that if something were to happen somewhere else it doesn't mean like the end of this or it doesn't mean what like society likes to put on monogamy and like quote unquote infidelity because people like to put like things in like boxes and that's Mm -hmm. the box it is um so that's a really cool that's a really good place to be yeah it's good and uh, i thought of it um when you were talking about flying to kansas for (laughs) sex I was like, I've been there. I went to Long Island for some. Oh my god! Recently. Oh, that's that's the same. I would one hundred percent agree. That is the same commute. The fucking lirr. Uh, oh, it was worth it though. It was. Oh, see, it was good sex. Okay. Holy moly! Ooh, that's amazing. <laughs> now you get it. She was such a cool person. She is such a cool person. Go see her if you can. Go follow her on the social medias because she's really funny at Kyra Sims. Yeah, guys. So I will see you next week. It's, you know, uh, again, it's probably, it's already probably weekly. Who cares? But I get to say it now. I'll see you next week and the week after that. Happy hump day.